What's going on guys, it's Martin from Liverpool Strength. Um, unfortunately this week I am not joined by James because uh, he's away in Las Vegas gambling all his life savings away. Um, so yeah, it's just me this week and we're going to cover a pretty interesting topic that is applicable to pretty much everyone who's ever trained. Um, so yeah, strap in and we're going to go into some of the reasons, uh, some of the things that uh, some of the things, some of the mistakes that complete beginners to the gym make and what you can do about them, um, which is actually a perfect subject to talk about our Strength Co. Fundamentals program. Basically, over the course of 21 days, uh, we help you avoid some of the pitfalls that we're going to talk about today. We solve the problems and issues for you without you even having to think about it. All you need to do is just turn up to the gym and crack on, fully supported by friendly approachable knowledgeable and highly qualified coach like myself james sam or jane um, we help you solve the problems and frustrations that you've had with your training in the past and we make sure that you don't make those same mistakes again so yeah that's uh today's spon sponsor is the liverpool strength uh liverpool strengths fundamentals program uh click the link in the description and you'll be able to find out more so when people start in the gym, it's often to do with being highly motivated, um, wanting to get into something new, wanting to make a change, which are all great reasons to get into the gym, um, wanting to improve the way you feel, the way you look, all that kind of thing. Those can be right, really good motivators. But when we actually get into the gym, we want to make sure that we're avoiding as many mistakes as possible. And so learning from other people's mistakes like myself like the other coaches who work here is a super valuable tool because it means that you don't have to waste time figuring out what's going to actually work you can learn from someone who has already been in the situation that you're in right now um, and can help push you forward which will help you get the results that you want in a much quicker time frame and so mistake number one that we often see with people who join the gym or people who are brand new to the gym, maybe you go and sign up to a like commercial gym or uh, you're taking yourself to the gym with, with like a friend or something like that. Um, the number one mistake is probably trying to do too much too soon. Now this, is e this can even be a problem in our gym. Um, and by this, I mean, when you get into the gym, when you start training, you start absolutely plowing exercises. You start absolutely you doing you start doing every single exercise that you can think of, um, and there's no real structure to it. So you basically end up being really sore, being really stiff, and not being able to walk for a couple of days because you're that stiff and sore. Not being able to train properly for up to anything up to a week, and that'll mean that you put off training again until you feel fresh again. The only problem with that is that you're not really driving any like real adaptation. All you're doing is you're just making yourself sore for the sake of being sore. Now it is a problem that we do come across in our gym, but what we do is we sensibly program things so that you're always doing something completely different every single time you train, um, working different muscle groups, covering the whole of your body, and not falling into that trap of 
go and doing some squats, then go and doing some leg presses, then go and doing some single leg work, and then go and doing some hamstring curls, and then absolutely killing your legs off so that you can't walk properly for the next like three, four days, and you can't even get yourself to the gym to to, to work out again. Um, so that's probably mistake number one that we see. The, th the thing to get around that is, yeah, the effort and the, uh, the willingness to put work in is great, but what we want to realize is, what, what we need to address is how long have we not trained for? Have we not trained for a month? In which case, going pretty heavy is probably not really going to be that much of an issue. If we haven't really done any physical activity or resistance training ever, then it's probably going to be a better idea to take things a little bit easier, get used to movements first, and then think about progression as we become more experienced. So that leads nicely onto point number two, because I've made a nice little list here, which is prioritizing weight over technique. So that's point number two. Number one, doing too much too soon. Number two, prioritizing the weight on the bar over form and technique. Now, anyone who walks into our gym, we do an assessment with them before they even touch a barbell. Now that can take various different forms. We'll assess them with just the body weight, how they move, and we'll make very educated assumptions based around that. And then what we'll do is we'll progress people on based off how we think they're going to deal with things. And so someone who comes in who maybe has not the best mobility in the world, can't quite get into a parallel squat. Let's just use that as a, as a general example. What we'll aim to do with them first is get them doing a bodyweight squat to parallel. And then before we look at loading them with a, with a barbell back squat, for example, we'll get them to do a goblet squat to a box. So they've got a natural stopping point because there's a, a bench or a box preventing them from squatting down any further. And what that does is it reinforces a movement. So any exercise that you do is a movement before it's an exercise. So a squat is a squat before it's an exercise. A squat is a movement before it's an exercise. Think about getting up and down on the toilet. You're basically squatting. And so if we can get better at that movement, then we can progress it. And so progressing it can be loading it with dumbbells, loading it with a barbell, front squat, all those kinds of things. So prioritizing weight on the bar over technique. It'd be pretty stupid for anyone who's not experienced in the gym to walk into a gym having never done a barbell back squat before, load 200 kilos onto the bar and attempt to squat it. Like an example I like to think of with this is when a baby's learning to, to walk. They don't just magically come out of the womb and start walking. It takes time. A similar example is when people are learning to drive. Some people, t it takes a little bit longer. Some people click straight away. It just depends where you're at. The main thing to do is to spend a little bit of time moving well, spending a, a good sort of two to three weeks learning movements and then progressing them from there. It can also be that uh, the situations where uh, it can also mean that the person who is going into the gym might be able to really well squat with a bar on the back, 
the first time of trying. That doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't always prioritize uh, the technique over the weight. That just means that they're in a slightly better position than someone who has some mobility issues and needs a little to spend a little bit of extra time working on developing good movement before adding in any extra load. Going back to the driving the car example, usually what would happen in someone's driving lessons would be they would learn one aspect of things before something else gets introduced. So learning to like steer before being given control of the gears or the pedals, for example. Um, and as you become more competent with that, things are added in at a steady pace that suits the person. You should apply this thinking to your training. So if you've never done a back squat before, it's worthwhile to learn how to squat properly, hitting, to, hitting parallel, um, and being able to stand up and fully control that before you start putting a bar on your back. As soon as you add any kind of resistance to the equation, things change straight away. And so it's worthwhile remembering that. Prioritize your form over weight. Prioritize technique. Learn really good technique and aim to make all your reps, whether it's an empty barbell, right of the way up to a max weight, aim to make them look exactly the same and you won't go far wrong. Yeah, there's a little caveat to that, that as weight gets heavier, as weight gets increased, your form can break down a little bit. And that's okay because we've trained to deal with that. If we spend 12 weeks learning to back squat, we break that down into week-long periods. It could be that we've spent two weeks learning uh, just a movement. So we've spent two weeks doing bodyweight squats, uh, a week or two doing goblet squats. Then we've learned to box squat. So that's where we've got a bar on our back and we've got like a, a box underneath the person's bum so that they can hit that parallel uh, and know exactly where, where to stop and where to stand up again um, before we progress on to taking the box away and squatting to parallel without any extra uh without an external sort of tool we just we've just learned it um at the end of that 12 weeks we should be in a position where we can load the bar pretty heavy and see what a max set of three or five would would look like and the chances are given <laughs> given the amount of work that would have gone into it the first couple would probably look all right, and the last one or two might look a little bit, a little bit dodgy. But that's okay because we've learned to deal with that. We've learned the movement. We know what to prioritize. Um, we know what to prioritize over just the weight that's on the barbell, and so keeping that in mind can mean that you stay injury free um, and you're squatting well. Because at the end of the day, no one comes in, into the gym with the intention of injuring themselves. Everyone comes into the gym, one, from a general health point of view, two, maybe from a performance or aesthetic point of view, um, and three, like getting injured is like literally the, that's like the thing that we wanna use the gym to avoid. So keeping those in mind, not doing too much too soon, learning movements and prioritizing technique over the weight that's on the bar, those are the sort of sort of first two mistakes that we see a lot of the time. And yeah, they, they do happen even in our gym. So it could be that someone's absolutely flying, they're moving really well, they're really excited about 
putting weight on the bar. Um, they put a boatload of weight on the bar, feeling great, get a session done. The next day, they can't walk properly because they've, they've trained that hard after not training for, say, two, three years. They've trained that hard that they've given themselves the most crippling muscle soreness. And so learning to train in the sweet spot of pushing ourselves but not doing too much is a is another sort of bonus point uh, to tag on to point number two there the third one is uh, program hopping so typically you will see this when uh, someone <laughs> someone sees like an instagram post or their favorite like fitfluencer uh, training in a specific type of way and it could be that this person has done like a maybe like a bodybuilding uh, program and so you see that on your phone you see that on social media and you think i want to do some size i want to uh, pack on some size i want to do some bodybuilding but you smack bang in the middle of a uh, like a maybe we could call it like a general prep phase where you're just learning movements and so hopping from one to the other can basically mean you go around in circles because if every time if every time you see something new something shiny and new uh that you quite like the look of you're never really going to give yourself the opportunity to see a program through and go through the process of getting the, the adaptations that you wanted when that program first started if we take some of the examples i'm just looking at our training board over there um, we have three main programs. Sorry, just lost the uh, audio connection for a second there, which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, looking at the um, the board over there, we have three main programs as well as our powerlifting and weightlifting programs, and they're all very specific. So for the strength program, we've basically got strength, size, and shred, as well as powerlifting and weightlifting. Now, the clue's kind of in the name, that at the end of each program, for the strength program, you're definitely going to be stronger. For the size program, you're going to have packed on a little bit of muscle. And for the shred program, you're going to have lost unwanted body weight, uh, un unwanted body fat. So, getting specific and not hopping between programs and seeing it through is going to get you more results than hopping from one to the other to the other to the other. A program should be designed with the end goal in mind. And so if you want to get strong, doing a strength program is probably going to suit you the best. If you want to get bigger, doing a bodybuilding program is probably going to suit you the best. And if you want to lose body fat, then doing uh, a combination of strength work and mixed in with some conditioning uh, is going to suit you the best. So don't program hop. Um, if you don't have a set defined goal, you just want to enjoy your training, it's fine. Go in, do whatever you want. If you just want to enjoy yourself, that's fine. But if you say, okay, in eight weeks, I want to be able to squat 200 kilos. I want to be able to bench press 125. I want to be able to deadlift 250 kilos. Well, those are very specific goals. So the programming that you do should reflect that. Smack bang in the middle of your program uh, for that. If you see a picture of like a bikini model or a male physique competitor and you think, oh, I wonder what, what kind of training they're doing. 
and it turns out they're doing a lot of uh, a lot of intense conditioning, and you start doing intense conditioning in week four of your maximal strength program, then the chances of you hitting those numbers are going to be pretty slim. So make sure you're staying true to your big goal. Getting shredded is is a perfectly good goal. Uh, being specific with it is always a really good idea. Um, but make sure that you're not program hopping just because it'll basically mean that if you do two weeks of one program and then jump onto something else and do two weeks of that and then jump onto something else and do two weeks of that, you're never really going to get yourself anywhere. All you're going to end up doing is getting really frustrated um, and kind of treading water, which no one really wants. Um, everyone wants to achieve a goal, whether that's to do with strength, whether it's to do with... Uh, Build a muscle, whether it's to do with performance in like sport or performance in stuff like weightlifting and powerlifting. Everyone does have a goal, so make sure you stay true to it and you follow the program that's gonna get you there. All right, so we just kind of touched on this a little bit uh, in point number three. Point number four is uh, falling into the trap of following your favorite celebrity's workout plan. Now, this is a, a pitfall that I've fallen into myself back when I was like 16, 17, um, doing like men's health uh, workouts and stuff like that. I'm sure there's a lot of blokes that can relate to this. Even there's probably a lot of women that can relate to this as well. Um, but following your favorite celebrity's workout routine probably isn't going to be the best idea because if they're spending... Say they're a film star and they're spending two hours a day, six days a week in the gym. The chances are that they're probably on some of grandpa's secret cough syrup. And they're getting all the meals prepped for them. They're able to sleep a lot. Um, they're basically able to live the lifestyle to get that body. Unfortunately, not all of us are in the same situation. We might have to work long hours. Um, we might have to... We might have a family, we might have uh, extra work missions, we might have a side hustle that we want to get off the ground. Um, there's a variety of different things that would, would, should stop us from uh, doing a celebrity uh, workout plan. Um, essentially as well, <laughs> they're probably not going to be the most thought out things. So, stuff that a lot of celebrities do uh, although it might look shiny you're probably just seeing one small little element like a classic example of the one that I done was like a week long thing which was essentially two hours in the gym uh, five days a week I was also trying to rugby train at the same time uh, yeah and it's not really very sustainable so Although, yeah, it's impressive what celebrities do. Don't discount the fact that they've probably got a personal chef. Uh, they've probably got someone who deals with a lot of the stressful things for them. So like an agent or like a, an assistant or something like that. Um, they probably don't really need to worry too much about, about going to work. Because usually people, like celebrities, would get in shape for a film and then aim to maintain the shape that they're in. For the production of the film as opposed to actually getting in shape for it 
it's a lot harder to get in shape than it is to stay in shape. Um, and also it would it would kind of depend what stage of the workout plan you're actually going to be doing. So, <laughs> uh, as well, this this kind of falls in. This kind of ties in with point number one of doing too much. Now, to get a good to get a good stimulative, effective workout in can take as little as 20, 30 minutes. If we do a whole body, really intense workout, um, and we cover all our, our whole body, we're gonna spread out the fatigue, so we're not gonna to do too much on one particular body fart, body fart, body part. We're gonna spread out the fatigue a lot, uh, which is gonna mean that we're gonna be in a much better position to train again and keep that progress going. Whereas a lot of the celebrity ones that I've personally seen they're usually a big time investment. Um, it's it's a, usually a mishmash of a lot of different things. Um, so it could be that they, they would start off with uh, some kind of strength work and then in the middle of it, they're doing some kind of like ridiculous, uh, ridiculous like sort of giant set of exercises, which is probably aimed at making you feel like you're actually doing something as opposed to actually being effective for muscle growth or fat loss. Um, usually as well, these, these kind of programs miss the mark on nutrition, which is another, another point that I've not actually written down on my little list. Um, some simple principles to remember are that to lose body weight and body fat, we need to be in a calorie deficit. To increase muscle size and build muscle, we need to be in a calorie surplus. And so making sure that we're also eating for our goal as well as training for it um, is, is very, very important. You can get stronger in a deficit, a surplus or at maintenance calories. Um, and so, yeah, being aware of that and actually implementing it is usually a pretty good idea. Um, so don't overlook the nutrition aspect of things, which is very 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 often overlooked by a lot of celebrity plans plus as well the chances are the chances are pretty high that your favorite celebrity your favorite film stars probably on the juice um or grandpa's secret cough syrup um so always keep that in mind whenever you see something that looks like too good to be true like a get shredded in fucking two days by doing this workout plan for eight hours um it's probably not gonna work probably not going to work for you the next one is uh, having a plan which fits in with your schedule so this is where what's optimal which we don't really know what optimal is from person to person what's optimal for me might not be optimal for joe blogs who's down the road might not be optimal for like james who's in vegas eating all the burgers at the moment um do what's optimal for you. Do what's optimal and realistic for you. Um, it's easy to get carried away with like scientific literature that you should perform, say, 10 sets of an exercise for every body part per week. And that's a really good sort of ballpark thing to go for. Um, if you can only train twice, then it makes sense. If you only train twice a week, then it makes sense to do five sets per body part per session. Uh, and that should cover all your bases. Now, that might not necessarily be the case for you. It might be that you can only really train 
two to three times a week for 30 to 45 minutes a time. So it would make sense then to prioritize big compound lifts that are going to use a lot of muscles, a lot of joints, um, because that's going to give you the biggest bang for your book of your time in the gym. It's also kind of ties in a little bit with the previous point that aiming to do a two hour, two hour a day uh, gym training session when you can only really when you can only really spare one hour uh, per day, trying to cram two hours into one, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. It's not gonna be realistic. It's gonna be too difficult. You're probably not gonna stick to it, and you're gonna fall away and complain that your training didn't work. So, if it's realistic to be able to train for thirty to forty five minutes three times a week, do that because that is what's optimal for you. If the training program that you've landed on is uh, a two-hour a two-hour workout uh, five times a week, but you're a parent who has commitments at the weekend and you work fifty to sixty hours a week, then you're probably not going to be able to stick to it because you're probably going to be too tired from working and being a parent, um, and so it's not going to be realistic or optimal for you to try and stick to that two-hour five day a week training program it's going to make more sense to do what's realistic i.e 30 to 45 minutes three times a week two to three times a week prioritizing uh big muscle groups um with compound lifts and a doing predominantly compound lifts with some isolation and uh smaller movements in there um just thinking off the top of my head, what you could do in that sense is go, uh, so when we talk about compound movements, we're talking about anything which uses multiple joints and multiple muscle groups. So a, uh, a squat is a great example, uses the hips, knees, ankles, uh, recruits a lot of muscle. Uh, so what we could do in this sense, in this imaginary sense, is go on a Monday, let's do just squats and just bench press um, because we've covered a shitload of our body there. And we can do that in 30 to 45 minutes pretty easily. Um, on Wednesday, what we could do is a day full of accessory work. So talking about like uh, dumbbell work, um, dumbbell isolation work, even some like barbell isolation work. So your stuff like your curls, lat raises, um, anything that you can, that would traditionally be kind of like beach session territory. Um, and then on the last session of the week, we could go for a deadlift and a, a combination of uh, a compound lift and the accessory, like sort of more isolation-based stuff. And for a lot of people, that would be enough training that you're getting a sufficient stimulus. You're spending an hour and a half to two hours to three hours even in the gym. Um, so that's a lot more straightforward to slide into a schedule of a busy person than trying to train for two hours, five days a week would be. Um, so yeah, try not try and make your, well, make your training realistic. <laughs> Sometimes it being suboptimal, but realistic is going to be a better idea for you because what's optimal isn't necessarily always realistic. And so I think that's like a pretty good takeaway for 
a lot of people who complain that they don't have time to train. Most people have time to to spare 30 to 45 minutes to an hour, two to three times a week. For a lot of people, that's enough to see progress that they want. If you want to get stronger, it's definitely enough time to see... It's definitely enough... Uh, gym commitment to uh, to see progress even for someone who wants to uh, build muscle or lose body fat it's still enough time you just need to make sure that your nutrition outside of the gym is is on point like 80% of the time and you'd be absolutely fine next up okay we've got not having a defined goal so we talked about this a little bit earlier in that not actually defining your goal and not actually deciding on what you want to achieve can essentially lead you to towards treading water a little bit. So goals can be interchangeable and it's a pretty good idea to dedicate, I would say, about six weeks to each individual goal. To get stronger, probably going to take you about six weeks to get a little bit stronger. Uh, to build a little bit of muscle, it's probably going to take you about six weeks to build a little bit of muscle. To lose body fat, probably going to take you about six weeks to lose a little bit of body fat. And don't get me wrong, there are people who will uh, get get stronger in two weeks. There'll be people who get who will add a little bit of uh, a little bit of muscle in less time than six weeks, um, and there'll be people who will uh, lose a bit of body fat in less than six weeks. The point is. Give yourself enough time to hit that defined goal. And going back to point number two or three, whatever it was, um, don't program hop because you'll end up you'll end up just getting more frustrated at your lack of progress than the actual potential progress you could have made by just sticking to your program. Um, at the end of a, a training block, so what we do here is we have a six-week program, an eight-week program, and a 10-week program. And what we do is we split off into, excuse me, we split off into our uh, specific defined goals that individuals can pick in the eight and the 10-week blocks. So we have strength, size, shred. So get stronger across eight or 10 weeks, build size across eight or 10 weeks, get shredded across eight or 10 weeks. And then what we do is in order for things to be nice and fresh is we cycle between different goals for the six week programs. So the last one we did, we were looking at improving uh, lockout in the deadlift, uh, lockout in the bench press and confidence in the hole in the squat. The next program we do, we're gonna be looking to build general work capacity so it's going to include a little bit more conditioning there are people that haven't done conditioning for a little while and so improving that improving that foundation level of the uh, pyramid is going to lead to a higher peak it's going to reduce recovery time it's going to make us more efficient lifters um, and then in another one of the six-week programs we're going to look at to do some bodybuilding um, and then we cycle between weakness development in the lifts that we test uh, bodybuilding and uh, general work capacity just because it helps keep it interesting and it means that having your defined goal is spread across a longer period of time and so you can see better gains 
from spending that time a little bit longer on each individual goal. So that's how we break it down. We go six-week program, eight-week program, six-week program, 10-week program, six-week program, eight-week program, and cycle through like that across the course of a year. Now, that's obviously a lot of training. And so hammering the door of trying to get stronger all the time can sometimes be can sometimes be a little bit demoralizing and so if we change our focus to just getting a little bit fitter or building a little bit more muscle or just changing the methodology of the way that we train every so often it leads to uh, better better results when we go back to the real defined goals so like I say give yourself at least six weeks to see a change commit for that six weeks to just getting stronger to just building muscle or just losing body fat because you, it will pay off it will pay off in the in the long term alrighty and the last one we've got is not having a coach <laughs> and so this is one that's really easily solved um, in your area uh, regardless of where you are. I know there's people who listen to this in America, there's people who listen to this from down south and up in Scotland as well. So wherever you are, um, just have a look. Check check out uh, what some of the coaches are like. Send out some messages. Um, a lot of coaches are very receptive to... Well, we're in this, in this profession because we want to help people. And so unless we know what you want help with, we can't help you. Um, so reach out to some people in your area, reach out to a couple of different coaches, see which one you vibe with the most, um, and commit to going to train with them for six weeks. Like, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. At the end of the six weeks, you'll either decide that, yeah, these guys are, these guys are great, and they've got my best interest at heart, or at the end of the six weeks, you'll be like, do you know what, I had a great time, I learned some things, but this isn't for me. And then at least, you've learned something new. You can take some positives away from it um, and you might even learn something that you can apply to your own training as a long-term thing. Obviously, if you're in the Liverpool area and you're brand new to training, here's, like, spoiler alert, here comes the plug for the fundamentals again, uh, then get involved with our 21-day fundamentals program. We basically go through all aspects of absolutely everything that you need to go through. So we go through your goals, what you can expect from us, our expectations from you, what you need to focus on, your key focuses, uh, actual training that we're going to be doing, actual training that we're going to be doing. We give you a training pyramid of what's most important. We give you some training tips, uh, some tips for some of the big lifts that we do inside the actual booklet itself. We give you some targets to stick to. We have a fully programmed out three weeks, which aims to build up gradually that work capacity. We go through nutrition. Uh, so we've got a nutrition pyramid of what's most important. Um, we teach you how to measure yourself to make sure that you're making progress. We talk you through how to take good progress photos. Um, we tell you what you're going to need for some of the things that we cover. So stuff like food scales, weighing scales, uh, the app that we use for booking sessions and tracking everything. We give you some nutrition targets. We give you a timetable. Um, and we email you every single day with, with advice, tips, and guidance on how to achieve the things that you want um, out of your time in the gym. And the best thing is 
It's a relatively low uh, time commitment. It's roughly about three hours a week um, inside the actual gym. Outside of the gym, it's up to you how much time you commit to improving on some of these aspects that we go through. But we give you all the help, all the support that you could need. So yeah, the final tip is get yourself a coach. If you're in Liverpool and you fancy, if you're in the northwest area even, and you fancy uh, getting into strength training but you're not sure where to start, then hit the link in the description and book in for your f completely free intro session to come down, have a chat with us, uh, get an idea for what the gym's like, and yeah, we can take it from there. And that is as good a time as any to finish the podcast, so hopefully you've enjoyed uh, listening or watching me waffle on for about 35 minutes and we'll see you next week when James should be back with hopefully some big winnings from Vegas see you next time